When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's time for the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame Inductee Spotlight Show. Brought to you by David Adams and KeyBank. Now, here's your host, Howard Simon. Hey, good Saturday morning, everybody. What cool out this morning. It's football weather. Uh, it is also our fourth and final Spotlight Show, Inductee Spotlight Show for the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame. Thank you for joining myself, Tanner Saunders here producing, and the show is presented by David Adams and KeyBank. This morning, a great uh, slate of guests coming up. Some of the inductees we'll be talking about, well, we'll be talking with one of them, Cheryl Bailey, another one, former Buffalo Bill wide receiver Eric Moulds. We will find out about two other inductees, Drake Francis Scone, his good friend Jim Duggan will join us, and uh, Eddie Milanowicz will be uh, talking about Eddie um, with Ron Carr, the chair of the Veterans Committee. That is all coming up. We'll get you information on the auction. I'm looking at the items right now at gbshof.com and the all-important information on how to purchase tickets for this year's event. There is an early bird discount that ends tomorrow, so you're going to want to take advantage of that at gbshof.com. The dinner will be November 8th at the Buffalo Niagara Convention Center. Today's inductee spotlight show sponsored by David Adams Card World. Key Bank, for every financial need, will meet you in the moment. Salem Sports Park, Buffalo and Western New York's premier sports destination. WNY Flash Soccer, developing complete soccer players and teams in a safe and supportive environment. And FSC Securities, a partner that's in your corner. When we get back, Cheryl Bailey, one of this year's inductees, will join us. FSC Securities Corporation is part of OSAIC, one of the largest networks of independent financial advisors in the country with over 17,000 licensed advisors. We offer stocks and bonds, mutual funds, annuities, fee-based investment advisory services, insurance, and more. They are trusted to assess your needs, listen to your concerns, and offer objective recommendations designed to address your unique situation. They welcome the opportunity to answer any questions you may have about our practice and how we can help you realize your financial goals. Call FSC Securities at 716-852-1705 and ask for Rob Vogel, Chris Buckman, Jeff Van Raymond, or Greg Merkel. Or look for us at wearefsc.com. That's wearefsc.com. FSC Securities Corporation. We share your vision. Securities and investment advisory services offered through FSC Securities Corporation. Member FINRA SIPC. Located on Buffalo Road in Orchard Park. Salem Sports Park is a 200,000-square-foot indoor sports facility with four turf fields for lacrosse, softball, football, baseball, 
field hockey and soccer. Join a youth or adult sports league, play in a soccer tournament, rent a field for your team, attend one of our camps, or celebrate a birthday. Salins has you covered. Salins also features full-size outdoor fully lit soccer fields. Salins Sports Park, your one-stop sports destination. Just 20 minutes from downtown Buffalo at 7070 Seneca Street, Elma. Salins Sports Park. Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Now back to the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame inductee spotlight show, presented by David Adams and KeyBank. Once again, here's Howard Simon. One of this year's inductees is Cheryl Bailey. Let me tell you a little bit about Cheryl before we get to her on our show. She is from Jamestown, uh, ran track as a member of the boys team at Southwestern High School, went on to uh, perform in college at Slippery Rock University, went on to Denison University in Granville, Ohio, where she joined the athletic department and served as coach of the women's track and field team from 1981 until 1988. In 1983, she was also named women's athletic director. She was the first head women's soccer coach, had a career record of 86, 52, and 12. In addition to starting that program at Denison, that squad was also the very first women's collegiate varsity program in the state of Ohio. Cheryl went on to be general manager of the United States women's national soccer team from 2007 to 2011. They won gold in the 2008 Olympics, took silver at the 2011 World Cup and bronze at the 2007 World Cup. She was also the founding executive director of the National Women's Soccer League from 2012 to 2015. And Cheryl is in the class of 2023 in the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame. And she joins us right now. Cheryl, good morning. It's Howard Simon. Welcome to the show and congratulations. Good morning, Howard. It's great to be here. And thank you so very much. Uh, My pleasure. My pleasure. So when you got the call, uh, what was your initial reaction? overwhelmed of course <laughs> every time you have the opportunity to be inducted into hall of fame is such a great honor i know there are so many people in the greater buffalo area for sure in the western part of new york that are certainly great candidates for this so it's always an honor now listen i'm curious are you running out of shelf space cheryl has been inducted in the chautauqua sports hall of fame the section six new york state public high school hall of fame the denison athletics hall of fame and the university of wisconsin hall of fame do you need like a bigger mantle Oh, everything's great. Okay. You know, every time you have a chance 
I think it, it has something to do with age, too, to be honest, Howard. <laughs> the longer you're around, they have to look for somebody. So, no, it's, it's wonderful. One of the things I've learned, Cheryl, in talking to some of the inductees over the years, obviously no one gets to this point, has this accomplishment by themselves. There are a lot of people who help over the course of their lives. I know you can't get to everybody, but when you had a chance maybe to sit back and reflect, who are some of the people in your life that might have come to mind? Well, the biggest one that got me started was a woman by the name of Penny Van Horn at Denison University. She gave me the first opportunity to, I was only 23 at the time, to start a women's soccer program at at Denison University, something that had never been done in the state. Uh, So she took a chance. There are a lot of people over time that go ahead and take a chance on you, and you're always indebted to them. So it's Penny Van Horn with Key at Denison. Pat Richter at the University of Wisconsin also um, I had actually at Wisconsin uh, oversaw uh, Greg Ryan. He was a soccer coach there, and then he became the head coach of the national team, and so he hired me there. Connections along the way have always been very, very significant, as as you well know. Now, I want to get to, obviously, your, your, your soccer career, but I want to flip back in the bio and make sure I read that right. So you're at, at, at Southwestern High School. You ran track on the boys' team? Well, okay, there was no girls' team. Yeah, okay. This was 1972. That was the year uh, Title IX passed. So we were given an opportunity, but the only opportunity at Southwestern was a boys' team. And Mm -hmm. I had a great coach who encouraged us to do that. So was that not necessarily a big deal at the time because there were no girls' teams, or was that significant? That was significant. There were no girls' teams. And as a matter of fact, when I competed – on the boys team. Sometimes we play against other teams that had girls, but many times I just ran in the boys race Hmm. and I wasn't too bad. I usually was the third fastest on our team. So I felt pretty good. Yeah, no, that's, that's impressive. Uh, So, you know, you get done with your athletic career, you decide to go into coaching and, and, and then later on into administration. Why did you want to go into coaching? You know, growing up, I always wanted to be a gym teacher. That's all the role models I really had because I loved sports and it just came pretty naturally to me and so when I looked around and saw new opportunities were beginning uh, the woman who hired me as I said initially Penny Van Horn she was the athletic director of a, a women's program at Denison and so it was just fate that allowed me to enter in that way and coaching the story was I moved up from uh, Clemson where my husband at the time was getting his degree and I called Denison, Ohio Wesleyan, Kenyon, and said, if you ever need somebody to just help with your program, being a scorekeeper, setting things up, and lo and behold, two weeks later, they were going to start the women's program, and they had my number. Mm. And so they called me and asked me if I would be interested in becoming the head coach of soccer. Um, I did not play soccer, mind you, but I had a physical education degree, and you know, as you well know, a lot of sports transfer. Sure. Um, field hockey, lacrosse, those types of things, I could easily put that to good use of soccer. Let me ask you this. When, when you, so you do, you start the program. It is the very first varsity program, women's collegiate varsity program in the state of Ohio, which is obviously significant. What, is, what yep. did that or does that mean to you? That means a lot to me. Um, I was very naive. Like I said, I was only 23 years old, so I just wanted to be involved with sports, and, and coaching was just a great opportunity and not until I looked back did I realize that there were no other teams that we could compete against our first 
Our first year, we were 5-0. and oh. We played four, five schools, but they were all clubs at the time. University of Cincinnati was the second one uh, that made it a varsity sport. So it was ground level for sure. To be able to start something is, is pretty cool in your career. You mentioned Title IX. So over the 40 years, you've seen obviously tremendous improvements in girls and women's sports and I'm cur- and, a, and a real evolution. Um, what would you say is the state of women's sports right now, collegiate sports here in 2023? Well, obviously, it's come a long, long way. Back in my day, there were no scholarships, and mm. now there's scholarships, and there's great opportunities. And with NIL, now you see uh, women making money as well, uh, being a collegiate athlete. Um, obviously, there's some things going on right now. However, with uh, transgender and making a determination who can play on the women's side, so now that's created a whole new um, journey that, that we'll have to go through. So you make the jump eventually. Now we're going to fast forward to your time with the U.S. National Women's Soccer Team. And I, I, Cheryl, I've talked to guests on this show who've played for our country in international competition, and they they talk about how what a what a thrill it was. What about that? Why did you jump? I'm assuming you jumped at the opportunity to work for the U.S. National Women's Soccer Program. Yeah, when Greg Ryan, who has been with me at Wisconsin, was the national team, I knew him very well. And when he asked me, at that point in time, I had retired from Wisconsin, and he asked me if I'd be interested in being the general manager, and who doesn't jump at a chance like that? Um, And so I did, not not having a whole lot of background as to what that meant, but certainly provided me unbelievable opportunities to travel with a team that was international, but also extremely successful. So I guess I should start with a gold medal. I wanted to ask you what some of the joys were of the time with the program, and I'm assuming that would be at the top. That was so special. When you're out there and you're hearing your national anthem being played Mm -hmm. and the players are receiving that gold medal, that's, that's pretty cool. What were some of the challenges that came with the position? Well, you're kind of a one-person show, so you're doing everything from payroll to contracts to um, taking care of all the logistics for the next place you're going, all the paperwork for the Olympics, for the World Cup. So you were juggling a lot of balls, and at the same time, you were traveling around the world. So you had to do that, um, keep just try and keep ahead of the game. So that was a little bit challenging. As an outsider with limited knowledge of the, of the women's soccer landscape in the world, obviously the United States, if not the top, was always near the top, but I think the top program. How much international now, Cheryl, as you look at overall women's soccer across the globe, has it gotten better? Are there more programs that have advanced over the years? Oh, profoundly better. I mean, you saw the World Cup this year. Mm-hmm. It expanded to 32. And there were African nations. There were some nations that at that point in time when I was there, they barely had a program, let alone having an investment into those programs. So it is just trained, changed tremendously over the last 10 years. So you go, you finish your work with the national program and you go and, and are the founding executive director of the National Women's Soccer League, which I guess also ties into the evolution of, of sports for, for women in the country. Um, what was that whole experience like? You know, it's kind of like uh, when I was at Denison, they gave me a blank sheet of paper and said, could you start a women's soccer program at the collegiate level? Now I go to the highest level and they hand me a piece of paper and say, could you start a women's professional league? And um, 
it's an opportunity that you don't get very often in your life to start something from scratch. And we had great support behind us, U.S. soccer, uh, Canada soccer, and Mexico soccer federations were all there to give some financial support um, as well as administration support. It was just a great opportunity because you get to service a lot more women being able to play at the highest level. So I was very, very fortunate and felt privileged to do that. Well, congratulations on this honor. Uh, Very obviously very happy for you. I'm sure your family and friends are excited with the dinner coming up next month. Enjoy it. And again, uh, Cheryl, thanks for telling some stories on the show with us this morning. You got it. Thanks so much, Howard. You bet. Have a nice day. That is uh, Uh Cheryl Bailey. She is one of the inductees in this year's class. Now, here's the deal. Uh, If you want to get tickets, go to gbshof.com. There is an early bird discount for the event. Uh, The tickets on the discount are $130 for an individual ticket, $1,300 if you'd like to get an entire table. The discount ends tomorrow, and it will then go to $150 for an individual ticket and $1,500 for a table. So take advantage of the early bird discount while you still can. When you go to GBSHOF.com, you will also find the auction ongoing. Autographed jerseys from Josh Allen and Jim Kelly. An all-inclusive vacation to Cancun. An autographed guitar from Taylor Swift, although now that she's with Travis Kelsey, I'm not sure what that does to the value, at least from our standpoint. Uh, Golf outings at uh, Ivy Ridge, Wanaka Country Club, Holiday Valley, Arrowhead, and much more. I know, obviously, that will be very popular. There are a ton of golfers out there. So go place your bid. The bidding on the auction items will run until November 8th. When we get back, second quarter of the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame inductee spotlight show presented by David Adams and KeyBank. We will be speaking with Jim Duggan to talk about his late friend and inductee in this year's class, Drake Franciscone. The WNY Flash Soccer Academy provides a proven player development program for youth soccer players of all skill levels across Western New York. Players develop in a focused, challenging, and fun environment, learning leadership, work, ethic, teamwork, communication, and discipline. Whether you want to play in high school, at an elite level, or collegiately, WNY Flash is for you. Our goal is to make you the best soccer player you can be and to shape your character for soccer and beyond. Learn more at WNYFlash.com. WNY Flash Soccer Academy. David Adams is proud to support the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame. Whether you collect football, hockey, baseball, basketball, Magic the Gathering, or Pokemon, we have you covered. Plus, David Adams has the cheapest prices on comics in Buffalo. Looking for Josh Allen Wyoming jerseys? David Adams has them at the lowest prices in town. Plus, other great Bills apparel at amazing prices. Visit us at 8075 Sheridan Drive in Williamsville. Kids get free cards just for coming in the store. For more information, visit DACWstore.com. That's DACWstore.com. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.
After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places. Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. Now back to the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame inductee spotlight show presented by David Adams and KeyBank. Once again, here's Howard Simon. Let me tell you a little bit about Drake Franciscone, and then Jim Duggan is going to tell us a lot more about Drake. He was born in Buffalo, a graduate of Kenmore West High School, went on to Indiana University and later Niagara University. While he was at Indiana, Franciscone was an All-American rugby player on the club team's national championship squad. He also had a 34-year career as a physical education teacher in Buffalo, 23 years of incredible coaching success at City Honors. In 1980, Francis Scone began building the women's volleyball program and led it to undefeated teams uh, to four consecutive state championships in the early 90s. It was the first time any Buffalo City school had won four straight state crowns in any sport. His co-ed swimming, tennis, and cross-country teams went years without losing. The softball program, a major success. His men's basketball team won three sectional titles, two regional championships, and they were state runners-up in 2002 and champions in state Class C in 2003. At City Honors, Francis Cone coached six different sports over 23 years, totaled it up 49 city championships, 12 Section 6 titles, eight Far West Regional Championships, and five state titles. Franciscone passed away in 2011 at the age of 63. He is going into the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame. And to tell us more about Drake, Jim Duggan, personal friend, is joining us right now. Jim, it's Howard Simon. Good morning. Thank you very much for coming on and uh, talking about Drake with us this morning. Good morning, Howard. and Thank you. Thank you for having me. And first of all, thank you for your years of, uh, of work in our city, uh, we very, very much appreciated all of the things that you did. And what you're doing today is also very, very vital uh, to the continuance of the programs that, um, that the Greater Buffalo Hall, Sports Hall of Fame is, is uh, attempting to honor. Yeah, and I think, you know, Jim, one, having done this for a few years, obviously I get a chance to talk to some inductees. But also what really I really appreciate are the, the folks who are no longer with us but who are not forgotten and are who remembered for some incredible accomplishments. And I just went through Drake's bio. I mean, the, the numbers and the success are staggering. What do you think honoring Drake means to you and others who knew him? Well, it's, it's very, very interesting. Uh, I, my uh, nephew has, is the head coach of golf at St. Joe's, and um, Cameron Rosenecker has, uh, has asked me if I would give him a hand. So, one of the teams that we play in the league is Canisius High School, mm-hmm. and Canisius plays their home matches at Craigburn. Um, so we had the uh, the rich occasion of being out there a couple times this year, 
and uh, I happened to come across the uh, the head pro Frank LaForce, and one of Drake's all-time friends, uh, a fellow by the name of Dick Brown, whose name is also synonymous with golf excellence, and a longtime member, as was Drake, at Craigburn. Mm-hmm. Well, within about uh, 15 seconds of our meeting, uh, word turned to Drake, and stories began to flow. And it's kind of the thing that happens uh, in almost every situation. Drake's name is brought up, and if anybody knows him or knew of him, there's always a Drake story to be told. Uh, not always the most reverend, not always something that could be repeated on the show today, but needless to say, lots of laughter, and in, in many cases, evocative of, of tears uh, on my part. All right, filter those out that can't go on the radio today. Let's, um, you know, I, I, going back to his success and, and all of those championships, why do you think, I mean, whatever sport he coached, it, they won. Why do you think he had the amazing success he did across the board? Well, number one, he would say it was the student athletes mm-hmm. uh, with whom he was gifted. But his his own attributes, um, <clears throat> number one, he planned. He was as planned, as, as well prepared for anything that he uh, encountered in his life as, as one could imagine. He had, um, he had this obviously a very competitive uh, spirit uh, where his his urge to win his his desire to to succeed was was very high and um, he just uh, you know he walked into a situation at city honors which was primarily a, a new school they had only uh, started the competitive sports in the school two years prior to his uh, his starting there and, and I can say this because I taught with him at the school for the our final 23 years together, but um, he walked into to, to programs that uh, had had never existed before, and he he brought every single one of them, as you indicated, every single one of them to championship levels. Um, you know, records that, that are unsurpassed in the city of Buffalo, and my guess is probably unsurpassed in many of the surrounding districts in in Section Six. I, a, a tremendous planner and and and. A, no one ever, ever worked harder uh, to get his teams uh, to a successful level. Jim, I'd like to have you talk a little bit about the student portion of student-athlete because one of the stories I read in my prep said something about how he used to organize special tutoring sessions for any student-athletes who needed a little help. If you could talk a little bit about the student side of him because he did have a long career in education, what did he do and how much did that mean to him overall? Well, I was a classroom teacher. I taught English. And I can tell you, uh, on behalf of all of my colleagues on the academic side of City Honors, Drake was a royal pain. Uh, <laughs> he was he was in our classrooms. Anytime you'd have a free period, he'd be marching around the school, uh, knocking on doors and saying, how's so-and-so doing? If he knew where every one of his athletes stood academically. Uh, fortunately, at City Honors, we were, uh, we were able to have students who – uh, primarily, were excellent students, but many, many times they needed a little extra help. Um, he also, uh, I, I, I taught an SAT prep course. He also made sure that all of his athletes were, were enrolled, enrolled in the uh, SAT program. And he was uh, just that kind of a guy. He just was a stickler for detail and made sure he just, you know, phone calls to teachers at 10 o'clock at night. Uh, they've got a big test tomorrow. Is, is my kid ready for that tomorrow? You know, that sort of thing. He was, he really did have very 
very uh, uh, inclined attitude towards academics. What about when the students were done and they graduated and they moved on to college and or you know whatever else life uh, had in store for them? I know a lot of times um, students will go back and maybe and and connect with teachers who were influential influential in their lives. What about Drake in terms of monitoring, if you will, students beyond high school? Did he keep in touch? Did he have interactions to see how lives turned out for some of these student athletes that he dealt with? He absolutely did. He kept he kept very, very close contact with the kids uh, who graduated, not just from his programs, his athletic programs, but kids who graduated from the school, who may, many of whom never never played a, a sport. Uh, he just uh, was, was that kind of guy who, who had an interest in kids uh, that, that superseded his uh, desires uh, to be a winner. And just, yeah, he did. He kept in touch with them. And they with him. I, you know, I'm not on Facebook, which keeps me... Uh, uh, posted on some of our, our former students, and you know, without question, they all talk about memories. When I when I posted that he was going to be going into the the, the Hall of Fame, there must have been over a hundred, well over a hundred responses that said, "I remember when he did this, and I remember when he did that." And yeah, they kept in touch. Now, let me ask you this and make sure I have this correct, because one of the other things I read in uh, all of that success with all the different teams, um, facilities. Not the greatest in the world that he would have uh, been. He and the and the athletes would have been playing and practicing through. Absolutely, he did not have a home court uh, for the entire uh, time that he taught at City Honors. Uh, the volleyball team and the uh, basketball team and the swimming teams uh, had to go over to East High School, which was about a mile and a half away from the school, and they had to get there on their own. Uh, again, when we talked about Drake bugging teachers for. Uh, uh, you know, academics. He also bugged teachers for rides. And uh, <laughs> since transportation was not provided by the Buffalo Board of Education for athletics, uh, Drake counted on teachers to get students to and from games and uh, then counted on parents to get their kids home. He was uh, the, the home court uh, advantage uh, was never, never quite his. Uh, and yet, you know, <laughs> he just uh, he was able to do things that uh, I often told him, I said, Drake, I think you could probably be the best salesman in the world. <laughs> uh, our first year at City Honors, he one of the sports that he coached was softball. And, of course, Buffalo weather in the spring is so unpredictable. Well, Drake went over to the uh, Maston Avenue Armory across the street, and he uh, talked to the colonel, and he did a little of the schmoozing and, and uh, convinced the colonel that these kids, these, uh, quote, inner-city kids, uh, were in need of a facility. Well, the colonel, for the, all of the entire time that Drake coached softball, these kids were over in the armory where the colonel would move the tanks and the jeeps and everything else, and they'd set up an indoor softball field for them. I'm sure it was unfair to the other teams in the, uh, in the Buffalo mm-hmm. district, but Drake didn't care. He had the armory. And wouldn't you know, by the time the kids were taking the field in, in the spring, some of the some of the guys who were uh, regulars over at the armory would be there on the sidelines cheering kids on. It was those kinds of the kinds of things that Drake did were beyond just coaching. Um, you know, getting uniforms for the kids, getting them. Uh, out of town to tournaments and things. It was just, just amazing. I hope we've captured the main points, but is there anything else you'd like to say about Drake before we, uh, before we close the interview? 
Yeah, I think I would. There was a collegiality uh, within the phys ed department. Uh, and I quite as much, much to the, uh, his, his dad was a Buffalo firefighter. And his dad used to talk about the brotherhood, and he said eventually the sisterhood in the fire department. There was a collegiality in the phys ed department. And Drake, Drake worked for a couple of incredible guys. He worked for uh, Ed Maroney uh, and uh, Dave Thomas, yeah. both of whom were, were amazing administrators. And that, uh, that collegial atmosphere that, that they helped create uh, was something that made uh, for, for a really remarkable situation within the city schools. Um, so that would be something. Also, his lifelong love of his life, Sandy, uh, would, would, I would be remiss if I did not mention her and uh, the influence that she had uh, in, in Drake's, Drake's career, Drake's life. Well, these are great stories, and I mean, I didn't know Drake, so it's great for me to learn about him and his accomplishments and the man uh, as well. So, Jim, thank you very much for sharing all your memories with us this morning. Sure. Someday, Howard, I hope we can sit down and I can share some of those off-air comments. <laughs> I doubt, I, I'm, you've piqued my interest. <laughs> Jim, thank you very much. Enjoy your weekend. <laughs> thank you for your kindness. You bet. Thank you. Jim Duggan Bye-bye. joining us here to talk about Drake. Francis Scone, you can celebrate Drake and all the inductees this year in the class of 2023. The dinner is November 8th. It is at the Buffalo Niagara Convention Center. Now, if you need to get tickets, go to gbshof.com. Now, don't delay for two reasons. One, it's a very popular event. I don't want you to be shut out if you wait till the last moment and maybe can't get tickets. But also, the early bird discount ends tomorrow. Right now, you can get tickets uh, with uh, the early bird discount for 130 individual. They're going to go up to 150 You can buy a whole table at 1300 for that, or 1500 is is what it's going to go up to after the discount, all right? So the discount ends tomorrow, gbshof.com. When we come back, third quarter of the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame inductee spotlight show presented by David Adams and KeyBank. And uh, next, Ron Carr from the Veterans Committee will talk about inductee Eddie Milanowicz. At KeyBank, we know a small moment like, Whoa, my kid's got a serious backhand. Can lead to an even bigger question like, Tennis camp is how much? And that's the type of moment where we'll meet you to help you build a savings plan for expenses big and small so your money can make money. Mike, how's that sound? Sounds like match point. Sounds like love. We could serve up tennis puns all day. For every financial need, we'll meet you in the moment. Key Bank opens doors. Key Bank member FDIC. FSC Securities Corporation is part of OSAIC, one of the largest networks of independent financial advisors in the country with over 17,000 licensed advisors. We offer stocks and bonds, mutual funds, annuities, fee-based investment advisory services, insurance, and more. They are trusted to assess your needs, listen to your concerns, and offer objective recommendations designed to address your unique situation. They welcome the opportunity to answer any questions you may have about our practice and how we can help you realize your financial goals. Call FSC Securities at 716-852-1705 and ask for Rob Vogel, Chris Buckman, Jeff Van Raymond, or Greg Merkel. Or look for us at wearefsc.com. That's wearefsc.com. FSC Securities Corporation. We share your vision. Securities and investment advisory services offered through FSC Securities Corporation. Member FINRA SIPC. Located on Buffalo Road in Orchard Park. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. 
Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at Hero.co. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their Western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays, too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Now back to the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame inductee spotlight show presented by David Adams and KeyBank. Once again, here's Howard Simon. One of the inductees in the class of 2023 is uh, Eddie Milanowicz. I'll tell you a little bit about Eddie, and then we'll uh, find out more about him from Ron Carr. Eddie attended Fosdick Maston High School, which is now City Honors, became a, a two-sport standout athlete after that for the University of Buffalo. He was captain of the team for both basketball and football in 1932. In three seasons with the UB basketball team, they went 45-4. and four. After his time at UB, he played in the National Basketball League. There was no NBA at the time. He played for the Buffalo Bisons during the 37-38 season and averaged seven points a game. He later served as head coach for the Rochester Royals from 1945 to 1948. They won two NBL championships. His squads also finished first in the East uh, a couple times lost in the championship. Now, he was an assistant coach with the Royals. The team would transition from the NBL to the BAA to what we now refer to as the National Basketball Association. He was an assistant coach with the Royals when they captured. Yes, indeed, Rochester did have an NBA team, and they won an NBA championship in seven games when they beat the New York Knicks. Eddie Milanowicz passed away in 1967 at the age of 56. But he's going into the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame, and Ron Carr is going to tell us more about him. Ron is the chair of the Veterans Committee. Ron, good morning. It's Howard Simon. How you doing, sir? I'm good, Howard. How you doing? Doing well. So this was really cool because I grew up a Knicks fan, and I know it's, I don't remember when, but at some point I did learn that, oh my God, Rochester had an NBA team, but I had no idea of Eddie's involvement in any of this stuff. 
Yeah, if you want to know something sort of interesting about that one, Red Holtzman, didn't he? Is, yeah. wasn't he, he, won the, he won the two championships with the Knicks in the 70s, one of their legendary coaches. He was on that Rochester team. Oh, wow. That's cool. I did not realize that. I think, and I'll bet a lot of people, Ron, don't realize, I mean, everybody remembers, probably most people remember the Buffalo Braves. There was an NBA team here. But a lot of people have no idea there was an NBA team in Rochester, and Syracuse for that matter. Yeah, correct. Absolutely. Yeah, they became, uh, they went moved to, uh, uh, where'd they go? They went to Kansas, Kansas City. City. Yeah. Uh, and now they're in Sacramento. Sacramento. Yep. Yeah. The, the Buffalo team, you're talking about the NBL. That one ended up in the NBA, NBA also, the Atlanta Hawks. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay. Oh, wow. So, you know, I know we've talked to you in the past, Ron, about, about honoring people who are no longer with us, and I think that is a significant uh, thing for the Hall to do. How, let's go right back to the beginning, though. Um, did you know who Eddie was, or if not, how did the committee become aware of Eddie Milanowicz and his accomplishments? We have a list of a couple hundred uh, deceased athletes from the West New York area. And it's just the bios are made for every one of them. And it's just a matter of pouring through all those and see who really sticks out. And Eddie Milanovic is somebody who stick, you know, he stuck out for just a number of years and he finally, you know, finally got his chance this year. We finally elected him in this year, but he's, he's been on our radar for the last you know few years. What are some of the things that stuck out about him as you started doing your research? I, the thing that stuck out, for me, mostly, was just trying to follow his pattern where he went. He's all over the place. He graduates from UB. He was a standout at UB. In fact, he's in the uh, the UB Hall of Fame. He's one of the five charter members. So 1932, he graduates, get a, gets a job right away. But then he's coaching in Rochester and playing in Rochester. He's traveling from his job as a, a principal in Sloan to Rochester to coach and back and forth and back and forth and trying to keep track of of what he's doing, but uh, his his achievements at UB are enough. But then you throw in what he's right. done for Rochester, winning the NBA title, as you mentioned before. It, it's you know overwhelming what 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 he's accomplished. So I'm looking at his bio, and while I was reading it, I noticed I guess he was a referee, did a lot of referee work as well, and as you mentioned, um, an educator, a high school principal. Is there anything you can share about that side of his life? Well, I, mostly into the into the coaching thing. He was one of the leaders in, uh, uh, you know, the New York State uh, Athletic Association. He served as president of Section Six, and he refereed more than a thousand high high school football games and charter member of the Western New York Football Association. And then he was named the uh, State Public High School Athletic Association Football Committee chairman. Two weeks later, he passes away from a heart attack. Yeah. And he was like 56 years old, 19, yeah. I want to say 1967. Yep. He's pretty young. Mm. Are there um, family members, relatives that you had a chance to speak to about him? This took forever to find one, but we finally located a daughter. Uh, his, his son, he had a son, Edmund, who passed away in the early 1990s. We finally located a daughter who lives in New Jersey now. And uh, we're in communication with her. She, you know, she, she was, uh, uh, it was funny because when I talked to her, she goes, he passed away in 1967. And, right. the, and he, I said, he's still, you know, still in our memory. We're still thinking of him. But that was the only family member we were able, wow. to, was, we were able to find. But that's got to be a really cool moment for you because I would think that's not the first time when you when when someone who has passed away is being honored and you're making the calls. It's not the first time you would have talked to someone from the family who basically said, "I thought everybody forgot about him." 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've I've had that issue a, a number of times. But I think my all-time favorite was Jim Constanti. He was from Strikersville. He pitched in the 1950 World Series for the Phillies. He was part of the WizKids. Yeah. And I finally got a hold of his daughter. And she invited. He, she lives right outside Cooperstown. She invited us up to her. Uh, his fishing cabin. Uh, it's sort of neat being in Jim Constanti's old fishing cabin, and she was just fantastic. And a lot of these, a lot of these family members are. You know, you, we we were talking a lot about the the professional basketball part of his life, but you mentioned a moment ago his accomplishments at UB alone probably were good enough to get him into the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame. How successful was he in college? Absolutely. He was co-captain of the basketball and football team in 1932. And I think, I'm almost positive, he still owns a UB record for a 95-yard touchdown run. And he also, I'm seeing on his uh, Hall of Fame page, he had a 104-yard kickoff return. And I'm trying to go through old newspapers, trying to, you know, find verification of that. I can't find it, but if it's on the UB website, I'm going to take their word for it. When you let me circle back before we let you go around, talk a little bit about the Veterans Committee and how important is it for the hall? I know during the COVID, uh, the pandemic, there was a year where you couldn't have the dinner and, and the whole class, it was all, you know, posthumously inducted. How important is it for the hall to honor people from so long ago, some over 100 who lived 100 years ago that might not even have living relatives around anymore? Yeah, that's I'm being a social studies teacher. That's basically what I'm all about. And even though you're not going to get family members at the dinner and not family members that really know or are around to to see the thrill of it, they still need they still need uh, the recognition they what they've done. I call them I call them you know our forgotten athletes. Give you an example. Last year, John Boutet, who is an mm-hmm. incredible historian, he found a wrestler. Cora Livingston, female wrestler. She was the first World Wrestling Federation champion, female World Wrestling Federation champion. She right. was Buffalo. He right. just stumbled on it in a magazine. She needs to be recognized. And there's, there's, you know, quite a few more that we still, you know, still have to do our due diligence and get them in our Hall of Fame. But, but even though, like I said, the family's not around, they still need the recognition. They're part of our history, and that's important. We can't forget that. And I, I had that, that was one of the things we covered in last year's show, Cora. But I, and I, I forget who it is. But I think one of the more amazing things was someone who was an Olympian like a hundred years ago, maybe one of the early—I mean, one of the early Olympic games—and ha- and won a medal and was from here. And I don't remember who, Ron. I'm, I guess you would, but I thought, wow, that's an amazing. How do you find this stuff? That's amazing. Yeah, there's actually quite a few of them. There, there was a. a- Charles Daniels is one of them. He's one of the greatest swimmers ever. In fact, he got people in the United States to start swimming for the first time because he was so successful. He might be the one you're talking about. He he had the most Olympic medals until Mark Spitz came around in 1972. So let me ask you this. If there's somebody listening, all right, and they think there's somebody from a long time ago that everybody forgot about that is worthy of being honored, what do they do? There's a uh, there's a site on our uh, a click through on our website gbshof.com, and you can nominate somebody. So put that in there, put and give us any justification possible, anything and everything you know about this person. And then what happens then? Once I get that, 
I take them and I make a bio for them, and then I'll pour through the old Buffalo newspapers. I have access to them from 1800 and something, all the Buffalo newspapers. So I'll pour through them and I'll make a biography, and then I'll introduce them to our panel, and then our panel will, you know, will make a decision on them. The other thing I want to ask you about is you mentioned John Boutet, and this kind of jogged my memory because John could open up his very own Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame Museum with all the memorabilia he has. Do you, do, do you the hall, do you ever get calls with people who have memorabilia and part one part two again if someone does have something they think would be of value uh to the greater buffalo hall of fame what do they do can they get it to anybody i would i yeah have email us and then that'll go through john Boutet. as as i said he's also the historian and he's just an expert on the memorabilia okay. and he'll uh yeah he'll he'll gladly jump all over that absolutely if they have something interesting and they want it to be uh you know, they want it in the right hands. That's the way to go. Yeah, I feel there must be stories of someone cleaning out a closet or a basement and stumbling upon some great Buffalo memorabilia that should be kept and preserved somewhere. Well, it's all at John Boutet's house right now. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever been there, but he's got an incredible collection. Ron, thanks for coming on with us. Nice to talk to you again, and, and thanks for sharing some uh, some thoughts about Eddie. All right, my pleasure, Howard. Thank you. All right, Ron, you have a nice day. The uh, Ron mentioned the website, so check out gbshof.com. Uh, the auction is going on. There are a number of amazing offerings there. You can bid on an autographed jersey from Josh Allen. There is an autographed jersey from Jim Kelly, an all-inclusive vacation to Cancun. If you are a Swifty, I, I, I had no idea that was a term, by the way. I mean, I've actually heard of Taylor Swift, even though I'm uh, Swifty. Uh, there's an autographed guitar that uh, you can bid on from Taylor Swift. If you love golf. We have golf outings up for bid. Ivy Ridge, Wanaka Country Club, Holiday Valley, Arrowhead, and much more. This is all going on right now, gbshof.com. The bidding on the auction uh, runs until November 8th. When we get back, the fourth quarter of the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame inductee spotlight show presented by David Adams and Key Bank. And up next, former Buffalo Bill, Eric Moulds. Salem Sports Park is a 200,000-square-foot indoor sports facility with four turf fields for lacrosse, softball, football, baseball, field hockey, and soccer. Join a youth or adult sports league, play in a soccer tournament, rent a field for your team, attend one of our camps, or celebrate a birthday. Salem's has you covered. Salem's also features full-size outdoor fully lit soccer fields. Salem Sports Park, your one-stop sports destination. Just 20 minutes from downtown Buffalo at 7070 Seneca Street, Elma. Salem Sports Park. The WNY Flash Soccer Academy provides a proven player development program for youth soccer players of all skill levels across Western New York. Players develop in a focused, challenging, and fun environment, learning leadership, work, ethic, teamwork, communication, and discipline. Whether you want to play in high school, at an elite level, or collegiately, WNY Flash is for you. Our goal is to make you the best soccer player you can be and to shape your character for soccer and beyond. Learn more at WNYFlash.com. WNY Flash Soccer Academy. David Adams is proud to support the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame. Whether you collect football, hockey, baseball, basketball, Magic the Gathering, or Pokemon, we have you covered. Plus, David Adams has the cheapest prices on comics in Buffalo. Looking for Josh Allen Wyoming jerseys? David Adams has them at the lowest prices in town. Plus, other great Bills apparel at amazing prices. Visit us at 8075 Sheridan Drive in Williamsville. Kids get free cards just for coming in the store. For more information, visit DACWstore.com. That's DACWstore.com. At KeyBank, we know a small moment like whoa my kid's got a serious backhand can lead to an even bigger question like tennis camp is how much and that's the type of moment where we'll meet you 
to help you build a savings plan for expenses big and small so your money can make money. Mike, how's that sound? Sounds like Matchpoint. Sounds like love. We could serve up tennis puns all day. For every financial need, we'll meet you in the moment. KeyBank opens doors. KeyBank member FDIC. Now back to the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame inductee spotlight show, presented by David Adams and KeyBank. Once again, here's Howard Simon. So I'll keep the bio short. I think everybody knows who Eric Moulds is. But I will just tell you that uh, among the things that I was reading, you know, going through his bio, all his accomplishments as a Bill, this stood out. He is still second all time in Bill's history in catches, 675 receiving yards, 9,096, and touchdown receptions, 48 Although Mr. Stefan Diggs might pass some of those. Shh, we won't mention that. All right. Now, uh, Eric is an inductee in the class of 2023 Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame. He's joining us on the phone right now. Eric, it's Howard Simon. Good morning, sir. Welcome to the show and congratulations to you. Thank you, Howard. Appreciate it. So you get the call and, uh, you know, I'm sure you've been honored before in, in many different ways. You're not from here, obviously, but you played here and you got to know what Buffalo is all about. What's the significance of going into the hall for you? I think it's tremendous. I think uh, being growing up in Mississippi and uh, getting recognized in a place in, in Buffalo, New York, as one of the athletes that they uh, uh, figured that uh, was prominent in, in Buffalo. So it means a lot to me because I played there for a decade. Let me go back in time, okay? We're going to go back to 96. I need you to go back in the memory bank here. And the draft is going on. What is your rea- Did you have a clue that Buffalo was going to take you? And what was your reaction when the Bills did draft you? Honestly, I had no clue where I was going. I kept hearing that I would be a top 10 pick. I, I heard Jacksonville. I heard uh, the Cowboys. I've heard uh, the Miami Dolphins. I, I heard so many different teams, but I never even talked to, really talked to Buffalo. But I also had agents tell me it's a team that you doesn't you don't, you don't talk to most of the time. It's a team that's going to draft you. And Buffalo didn't cross my mind, but when they drafted me, I was extremely happy because the first thought that came to my mind was Jim Kelly, yep. uh, Bruce Smith, Andre Reed, Thurman Thomas. So I was like, man, I watched these guys in four Super Bowl, right. Super Bowls, and now I get to play with these guys. Well, thank goodness you didn't go to Miami. Uh, your your first year, your first camp. So you show up and you mention. I mean, were you going through any kind of starstruck stuff, or what? What was that whole first camp experience like for you? It, it was. It was at first. You know, my first person I saw was Steve Tasker. So I was kind of like, man, it's Steve Tasker. That's probably <laughs> one of the best special teams guys I've ever seen, and he was the nicest guy. Uh, when I played with him, and even now, and I still think highly of Steve Tasker. And so it was, it was. I was starstruck, and then I go in the locker room, and my locker is two lockers down from Thurman Thomas, and mm. he's sitting there. He's like, "Don't be starstruck. You better help us win." So <laughs> it, it quickly changed really quick. Yeah, I, I, Thurman doesn't beat around the bush. I mean, he's pretty straightforward, and he'll tell you exactly what he's thinking. What now? Andre Reed, of course, is on that team as well, and you don't know it at the time, but eventually he goes in the Hall of Fame. How much help was it having a guy like Andre around for a young receiver like yourself? It was great. I mean, to have Andre to learn from a guy, you know, sitting in the meetings and watching him run routes and watching him set certain coverages up was extremely helpful for me. So I would go out and try to mimic what what these guys did and and try to put it with parts of my game. So you, as a receiver, you never really want to be that receiver, but you want to take part, bits and pieces of his game and put it with your game. And so that's what I did with Andre. You know, I, they, they weren't receivers, but you mentioned other guys. Well, I mentioned Quinn Early was here too, but you mentioned Thurman, Bruce, 
and we'll get to Jim in a moment. What what was it like, Eric? Were were those guys pretty good at hel- the veteran players at helping the newcomers, whatever position, just to give you guys advice and pointers and tips and whatever you might need? Yeah, they they were extremely helpful. They would always come in and say, "Hey, if you're confused about anything, you need help, just uh give me a yell." And we we're in the same meeting room, so a lot of the things that that Charlie Jonah was our receivers mm, coach, yeah. so he would always tell me that. Uh, learn from these guys, but also if you have a question, uh, ask it. But don't try to be Andre Reed. Don't try to be Quinn Early. Be yourself and then play play your game and then try to mimic what these guys do, and it'll help your game out a lot. Now, you only get one season in with Jim Kelly. Um, still, what what was it like having Kelly as your quarterback? What was he like as a teammate and as your quarterback? Well, you quickly learn that you got to be where you're supposed to be <laughs> as a receiver. And Jim would always come in, and he would change plays. We would have certain plays called, and Jim would come in. We're not doing that. I see something better. So he could change plays on the fly, and 99% of the time he was right. So he would tell – I would have a corner route, and Jim would say, don't run the corner route, run a, run a seam in the seam, and nobody would be there. <clears throat> if we ran that corner route, it was always it would have been a guy there. So he was extremely smart, knew where the ball was supposed to go, and uh, he, he was always helpful in the sense that, hey, if you're where you're supposed to be, I'll get you the ball. Now, I want to talk to you a little bit about a couple of playoff games. Neither one's going to end well, unfortunately. But your game in Miami, I mean, you were just out of your gourd that day. You set an NFL playoff record, 240 receiving yards in a wild card loss, which, by the way, you guys shouldn't have lost. You should have won. But anyway, um, what do you remember about that was a crazy game, and obviously you had that great moment. What do you remember about that game against the Dolphins? Uh, it, it was a, it was a day that I, re, I remember vividly that before the game started, they were talking about stuffing flutie, flutie flakes down his throat. So it kind of kind of ticked me off a lot. <laughs> and I was like, well, you're not going to do things like that to my quarterback because at the end of the day, I told him you didn't have to deal with flutie; you had to deal with me. So my mindset was focused on making these guys pay for their comments. And I knew coming in the game uh, in the locker room, Doug said, "I'm coming to you. I don't care if they got three, four on you." So I knew the ball was coming to me a lot that day, and. Uh, I, I to this day I'm still hurt about it because it's, instead of 204, it should have been 300 yards if I don't fumble the first play of the game. So I, I've always thought about that and said if I didn't fumble that ball, it probably would have been 300 yards instead of 240. Mm-hmm. But I tell guys all the time, I'm like that game was. I remember a few plays here and there, but I really couldn't remember most of the game because it, it happened so fast. Didn't Andre get like a big penalty for bumping an official or something? Yeah, he did. He got kicked out of the game, That's and it. actually, he just, yeah, yeah he, <laughs> he jumped up at the at the last second, and the referee was in his in his uh, spot, and so he bumped him. And uh, we had a lot of penalties that game. We made so many yeah. mistakes, and I thought if we didn't have as many turnovers and made as many mistakes as we did, we win that game easily. But like I've always said, whoever turns the ball over more, users going to lose that game. All right, now I got to go to the other one, the one the year later. I still can't watch the clip of home run throwback and I didn't play in the game. Have you ever seen, have you ever watched that back? Oh, Sam, you brought up some bad memories. Just I'm uh, sorry. I didn't mean to. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I promise I'll cheer things up. Well, the, the, the bad thing about that is I played a year with the Tennessee Titans. So I would have to live that clip oh, all the time because they played it so much. And, and, and the coaches, coaches with Jeff Fisher would always say, Emo's closed your eyes. We're going to play this clip. And it, it would take, it would take me off to the point. Like I played for this team, but I'm still, I still bleed yeah. Buffalo red. So it was kind of tough to watch that play. And it, it was something that, that was surreal because I, I caught a, a deep pass and then we kicked the field goal to take the lead. And 
and and they called a timeout, then we called a timeout. So both teams were debating, should we kick it deep? Should we squib it? And it was kind of an argument on the sideline, and, and the coaches decided to squib it. And a lot of the players were like, no, don't squib, kick it deep. And uh, we, we respected Dyson as a returner, but we didn't think he could return it all the way. So I was hoping they kicked it deep, but we made the decision to uh, squib it, and we paid for it. But see, the thing of it is, I mean, obviously the, the way the game ended was was just rip your heart out. But I think I speak for like fans and media, Eric. We all were thoroughly convinced at the moment you guys took the lead, and, and even afterwards, even after the game was up, we are all thoroughly convinced the loss was hard for a number of reasons, and one of was you guys were going to make it to the Super Bowl. We, I mean, I thought that team was going to get on a roll and was good enough. If you won in Tennessee against that team in their building, you were going to go to the Super Bowl. Yeah, we felt that way. And then the crazy thing, I talked to Javon Curse the week before that game, and he said the same exact word. He said, whatever team wins this game is mm-hmm. going to the Super Bowl, and they want, they ended up they going to the Super Bowl that year. Right. So the current Bills, let's let's talk a little bit about that. And um, I want to obviously I want to talk to you about Stefan Diggs, Eric. I mentioned you're you're still high up there in the Bills record book. Um, if the guy keeps playing here, fourteen, I think he's going to pass. He might pass you. Um, what what stands out to you, receiver watching receiver, greatness watching greatness? What makes Diggs so great? Well, I think that having a quarterback like Jack Josh Allen has helped him tremendously. Sure. You know, and, and I've had I've had Minnesota Vikings fans bring this up to me. It's kind of strange that they did. They were like, Stephon Diggs, when he was with us for five years, he never was all pro or made a pro bowl. Hmm. And I'm saying to them, I said, if he gets a quarterback and he comes and helps Josh Allen, they're going to help each other vice versa. Before he got to Buffalo, Josh Allen, people were saying, oh, I don't know if this guy's our guy the first couple of years. And then Stephon Diggs comes and they develop a chemistry. Now you have an all pro receiving all pro quarterback, all because – they came in and brought chemistry to each other. So uh, it was kind of strange that uh, that was brought up to me, but I kind of got the perspective of what they were saying, that you do need a quarterback yeah. to be successful. And so I think those guys have a, a rapport that that's that I know what this guy's going to be. It was sort of like me and Flutie. I could read Flutie's mind. I knew when a certain coverage happened, I knew the ball was coming to me. And I built that with Drew Blesso for a couple of years, and yep. that I know what he was thinking before the play happened. So – if you're with a quarterback for a number of years, you're going to ve- develop that chemistry. And, and then that quarterback is going to come in and huddle and say, I don't care what the play is, I'm throwing to my guy. So Stefan and, and Josh had that chemistry. Yeah, there were some times, I mean, what you, Drew, and Peerless were just, there were moments where the offense was phenomenal. Um, I, I guess I want to ask you this too, Eric. You, you've been back, uh, I'm sure you run into Bills fans every now and then. You know, back to the, when you got here, and eventually you understood how special this team is and, and what it means to the community. All these years later, how much do you still get a feeling of, you know, love? You're, one of, you're, you're a member of Bills, Bills Mafia and all that stuff forever once you put the uniform on one time. Yeah, I mean, the Bills fans, I, I've always said this, no matter when I went to Houston, or Tim, the, the, the fans are the best fans ever. They live and die with this team. And, and recently when I came to to do lead the charge a couple of mm-hmm. times. I got to meet a lot of the players, Stefan and, and, and all the guys. And it was to the point that I would tell them like, man, this team is going to live and die with you. And, and they could feel it and they know it. They're in the community. They, so they feel that. And it's just carried on even with Bruce Thurman, Jim Kelly and all those guys to me. And, and I would tell Lee Evans and peerless that, Hey, this, this fan base is a little bit different. It's kind of like a college atmosphere, but with a pro team, and but this 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 community in Buffalo and 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 the fans, Bills Mafia, is going to live and die with the team. And obviously, you got to be a true fan 
for going through like the, the period where we had the drought and we didn't have really good teams, but we made playoffs, but we, we wasn't good enough to make it to the Super Bowl, but this team was at every game like we were a Super Bowl contending team. Eric, congratulations on the haul, and thank you for sharing some time with us this morning. Thank you, Howard. I appreciate it. Eric Moulds, member of the Class 23 of the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame. Get your tickets at gbshof.com. Remember, the early bird discount ends tomorrow, so take advantage of that discount today. Ticket sales will end October 30th. We don't want you to forget about it. The event's going to be here before you know it. Don't want you to get shut out. So get your tickets at gbshof.com. Final thoughts on the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame inductee spotlight show coming up. It is presented by Dave and Adams and KeyBank. FSC Securities Corporation is part of OSAIC, one of the largest networks of independent financial advisors in the country with over 17,000 licensed advisors. We offer stocks and bonds, mutual funds, annuities, fee-based investment advisory services, insurance, and more. They are trusted to assess your needs, listen to your concerns, and offer objective recommendations designed to address your unique situation. They welcome the opportunity to answer any questions you may have about our practice and how we can help you realize your financial goals. Call FSC Securities at 716-852-1705 and ask for Rob Vogel, Chris Buckman, Jeff Van Raymond, or Greg Merkel. Or look for us at wearefsc.com. That's wearefsc.com. FSC Securities Corporation. We share your vision. Securities and investment advisory services offered through FSC Securities Corporation. Member FINRA SIPC. Located on Buffalo Road in Orchard Park. Salem Sports Park is a 200,000-square-foot indoor sports facility with four turf fields for lacrosse, softball, football, baseball, field hockey, and soccer. Join a youth or adult sports league, play in a soccer tournament, rent a field for your team, attend one of our camps, or celebrate a birthday. Salem's has you covered. Salem's also features full-size outdoor fully lit soccer fields. Salem Sports Park, your one-stop sports destination. Just 20 minutes from downtown Buffalo at 7070 Seneca Street, Elma. Salem Sports Park. Now back to the Greater Buffalo Sports Hall of Fame inductee spotlight show presented by David Adams and KeyBank. Once again, here's Howard Simon. I want to thank all of our guests on this morning's show and really four weeks of magnificent uh, guests line up here. Appreciate all the help that the folks behind the scenes at the hall did for making these shows uh, easy for me to do. Uh, don't forget about the tickets, gbshof.com. Auction items are there as well. The ind- Oh, and I, I have to... Thank Tanner Saunders. I mean, we can't do a show without a producer, and Tanner has been uh, on his game the last four Saturdays. Made my job a lot easier. So, Tanner, thank you for putting up with me. God bless you for putting up with Kramer. The Inductee Spotlight Show is sponsored by David Adams Card World, Key Bank for every financial need. We'll meet you in the moment by Salem Sports Park, Buffalo and Western New York's premier sports destination. WNY Flash Soccer, developing complete soccer players and teams in a safe and supportive environment. And FSC Securities, a partner that's in your corner. Have yourselves a marvelous weekend. Mr. Derek Kramer on the way to talk sports with you on WGR. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.